Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. I'm Sean McElroy filling in for John today, but now let's look at today's top stories. Tesla is on a roll. The Model S just became the first U.S. car to receive Consumer Reports Best Overall Pick. Yesterday, the company's stock surged to nearly $250 a share because an analyst at Morgan Stanley thinks it can go even higher. That pushed Tesla's market value to over $30 billion. That's because the company plans to produce low-cost batteries, which could allow it to become a player in the electric grid storage market, thus taking the stock beyond being just an automotive investment. With a $30 billion value, Tesla is now in the position to fund its future product development out of its stock equity. We wonder if Elon Musk will consider tucking a billion or two away right now to ensure that it can come out with all the new cars it wants to. Also, if Tesla's stock does rise to $350 to $500 a share, this completely changes the outlook of the company. Instead of us wondering which company might buy Tesla, we now have to start wondering which car company Tesla might want to buy. It could easily launch a takeover of Fiat Chrysler, or maybe rise its sights even higher and go after General Motors. We doubt Elon would try that, because the instant he announces a takeover like that, Tesla's stock would drop like a rock. But when they say that Tesla represents a disruptive technology, this is what they're talking about. And thanks to the jump in Tesla stock, CEO Elon Musk's net worth jumped by over a billion dollars in just one day. Yesterday, we reported that Honda is shaking things up at Acura to help turn things around. And now Toyota is doing the same thing with its luxury division. The company announced that the chief officer of its design group, Toku Fukuichi, will take over as president of Lexus's international operations. Traditionally, designers have not held executive positions in the auto industry, but that's starting to change. Last year, Hyundai Kia announced Peter Schreier as one of its three presidents. So maybe we'll start seeing more designers promoted to the executive ranks. Honda was the first automaker to offer a hybrid vehicle in the U.S. with its insight back in 1999. But due to poor sales, the Japanese automaker has decided to end production of the car. Since its introduction, Honda has only sold about 281,000 insights worldwide, with 56% of those sales coming in Japan. And last year, sales in the U.S. dipped 18%, making it the second worst-selling car in Honda's lineup. Did General Motors miss an opportunity when it redesigned the Chevy Silverado? Many people have a hard time picking out the new one from the old one. Meanwhile, GMC seems to have done a better job with the styling on this Sierra. In the last quarter of 2013, when presumably all the old models were cleared out of inventory, sales of the Sierra were up more than 8%, while sales of the Silverado were down almost half a percent. Last month, a weak month for the entire U.S. market, sales of the Sierra were down only less than 1%, while the Silverado fell off sharply, more than 12%. Why is one selling so well and the other is not? We think it comes down to styling. When people buy a new vehicle, they want the world to know they're in a new one, and not one that looks the same as before. 
Chevy engineers were running into a bit of an issue with the new Camaro Z28. When the car cleared a rise on a racetrack and the wheels left the ground, the traction control system would kick in and decrease torque to the wheels so it could increase traction, which is the last thing you want on the racetrack. So engineers came up with what they call flying car logic. It uses the ride height sensors to determine if the wheels will leave the ground and allow the car to use its full power and maintain momentum. The system is activated with the push of a button on the center console and is intended for track use only. If you can change an engine air filter, I say there's another filter on your car you can change too and save yourself a few bucks in the process. That report, coming up next. Proven on the track and on roads around the world. Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. Auto Line Garage is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. Have you ever gone into a repair facility for something easy like an oil change? only to have the service manager start recommending things to replace on your vehicle because of its mileage, but without it ever being checked out? And with summer's dust and pollen-filled air right around the corner, one of those items will undoubtedly be cabin air filters, which will remove those airborne contaminants coming inside the vehicle. They last about the same time as an engine air filter, about 30,000 miles or so, but can be surprisingly more expensive. Many repair facilities will charge $70 or $80 to replace a filter, while the filter element itself only costs about $15 to $30. But I say if you can change an engine air filter, you can replace a cabin filter. You see, cabin air filters are inside the HVAC system, with most being located behind the glove box or underneath the hood beneath an access panel. All you have to do is drop the glove box or open that panel and slide in the new filter. It's really that simple. And YouTube has DIY examples of how to do it. And just to ease your mind a little bit more, I have encountered plenty of engine filters that take far more time and effort to replace than any cabin filter. And if you're not sure if your vehicle even has a cabin filter, just check the owner's manual, check online, or just ask someone at the repair shop the next time you're in for service. Now, that repair shop may try and sell you a cabin filter, but at least you'll be able to say, nah, I got this, and save yourself a few bucks in the process. Not to mention save yourself from that service manager just trying to upsell you something you may not even need. With that, I'm Sean McElroy for Autoline Garage. And just a reminder before we go, don't forget to join us tomorrow night for Autoline After Hours, when our guest will be Elaine Bannon the chief engineer on the new Lincoln Navigator. So if you want to know what Lincoln is doing with its full-size SUV, this is your chance to learn about it firsthand. But that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching and have a great day.